Big Dog, Ball Talk, Draft Day, A Wiggins. <laughs> Fluff the other side. Yeah, we stay winning. Uh, Matic or Jordan Flegel. Um, and also featuring the the ballad song of uh, an upset lamb. Uh, you may be able to hear that in the mm -hmm. background. Jordan's, uh, yeah, we've talked about the lambs. We've talked about the sheep farming for uh, several, several episodes now. Um, but you might actually finally get to hear it. Yeah, there, there it is. It was, was just there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you'll, you'll be able to hear it, but there is a little lamb screaming for Jordan. They, they want him. They want him back. <laughs> they want the, uh, the anything that looks like a nipple, like a finger. You stick it out. They go, blah, 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 blah. anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I do I do actually <laughs> feed them uh, with, with a real fake nipple. They're, they're really going now. Wow. Oh, there he's getting closer. Um, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> he's coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he sees me. He sees me through the window, Matt. This is happening live right now. Here we go. What? He's gonna, he's gonna jump through the window at you. Anyway, yeah, they're 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 hungry. I've got them out <laughs> all, all in the front yard because <laughs> I gotta. It's easier than going all the way to the barn to feed them. These are all the uh, the orphans and the ones uh, for that for whatever reason don't have uh, a mother out there. So I have become their mother, um, and they're uh, yeah, they whine at me all day. Hey, you're you're not the father. You're not the stepfather, man. You're the father that stepped up. Yeah. So remember that. <laughs> uh, but everybody, NBA draft 2022 in the books. Uh, a pretty exciting one. No major trades. Uh, I mean, at one point when I saw the uh, the Thunder and the Knicks had made that trade, I think it was around uh, number eleven. I was like, whoa, Lou Dort uh, yeah. deal finally going down. Uh, but uh, you know, it didn't end up happening. Um, but yeah, no, no big crazy moves for current players at least, but definitely some interesting movement throughout the draft, uh, build-ups for the future. Uh, and of course, the top three picks were uh, very interesting because, you know, Jordan, going into pretty, it was pretty much, I would say, the last month and a half, two months almost, uh, since like even the college basketball season ended, uh, Jabari Smith was kind of the, the, the quintessential number one pick favorite like you no know, like be all be all end all uh, yeah. i know you and i were both chet holmgren uh stands and, you know yep we'll get to him going number two um but in the end you know paulo bencaro uh he goes numero uno yep. uh to the uh, uh the, uh, the, the 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 uh would you call him poverty oh yeah i would call him poverty. <laughs> orlando magic yeah uh the uh the the magic getting big caro uh definitely you know i think it was Woj right before the draft had to, to tweet it out you know that that the, he was uh likely gonna be going number one uh so i would say he was only the favorite probably about 30 minutes before he was actually drafted by the magic yeah i i, I mean i was watching the draft and i i was like whoa when they announced ben Carroll, i i thought it was gonna be one of the other two guys because uh, yeah. I know there was a lot of noise, like the odds kept shifting, but uh, the the thing people kept kept bringing up and saying is that uh, Ben Ben Carroll didn't even go to Orlando for a workout. He didn't even go up there and meet them. He didn't yeah. even like. So I'm like, okay, well that that's. He said he said he didn't even know they were picking him until 30 seconds before Adam Silver went up. His uh, agent turned and said, uh, "Yep, yeah, congrats, man." Yeah, yeah. So I, so that I, I that completely came came out of left field, uh, you know, for me when I was watching it, which was, uh, which was exciting. You don't always get that with the draft. Usually, there's yep, yep. you kind of know what's how you know how like things are going to play out. But when our when our boy Anthony Bennett got drafted, nobody saw that. Coming. Except for me, I knew it. I knew he had it in him. He's still got the dog in him. Someone's just got to give him a chance. Yep. Um, but uh, give him a ten day, somebody. But, um, but uh, yeah. So you know, I. I 
And and then yeah, J- Jabari Smith falling to three. Like I had a feeling though, Chet was going to go two. Like Oklahoma City and Chet just feel like the perfect, uh, the, the the perfect combination. I did think, you know, yeah, you know, we talked about it last time. I thought that was who Orlando was going to go with, but um, I like how the the order kind of shook out because even like when when the original order that we thought it was going to go, you know, it was Smith, Holmgren, and then Bancaro to Houston. I think I actually kind of like the immediate fit with Jabari Smith in Houston more than Bancaro because Jalen Green is going to take care of all the shot creation and all the like all, all that stuff I think maybe if Bancaro was there it, it, it's more than you need I, I'm not saying that would have been bad but I really like the the way that Smith's shooting can complement that uh, like all that creation and all that kind of you know the drive and yeah, kick yeah. game because uh, Jabari Smith's such a good shooter and he's got the the, the height uh, you know, a, a better three-point shooter than Ben Caro, but you know, Ben Caro's got uh, uh, more stuff to his game, and I think um, I don't know. I, I I know you know Houston was rumored to really be in love with him, and you know, it, with it, with Ben Caro prior to the draft. But I, I like the pit, uh, the fit with J- Jabari Smith uh, a lot, to be honest. And I like Ben Caro on on Orlando. I don't. I'm not really buying that much of the hype that Orlando is all of a sudden this awesome young core. I, I still don't love their no, team. No, I think their young core is shit like, still. I like, I like Wagner um, and I like Ben Caro. I think those two are going to be great, but I still don't know about Jalen Suggs. And to be honest, I still don't even know about Cole Anthony. Uh, and, you know, beyond that, I'm not even going to get into Isaac and Bomba and all the other guys they've kind of taken flyers on. Like What about... What about the four? Yeah, I was gonna say the former number one overall pick, Markel <laughs> I know. Fultz. So yeah, I, I still, you know, sorry, Magic fans, I still see Orlando as a bit of a mess. But um, in, if, if you're yeah. looking at, I, I think we mentioned this last time too, like the most kind of all around guy. Maybe he doesn't do anything, you know, spectacularly well, but the mix of kind of feel for the game, um, NBA readiness, shooting, um, and but versatility. You know, not just shooting; he can create his own shot a little bit. Uh, athletic size. Bancaro ticks all the boxes, so I, I I like the pick. I think he'll definitely be an impact guy for them, like right away. Like I think he'll be up in the running for rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, because you know he's he's got the NBA uh, ready body. He's an offensive player. Uh, he's gonna have some highlight dunks, I'm sure, at times throughout the year. Um, but yeah, I just don't know how his fit is really gonna end up working out. Uh, in Orlando, like the way that he plays, and then uh, you know, because again, like they. The Magic really don't have a direction or a culture at this point because they just have been so like mediocre for the past like over a decade. Yeah. Uh and, and you know that's that's not really a total like fault on like the players. Like it's more like a reflection on the management because you know they've they've kind of gone through a coaching carousel over there. Uh we haven't really seen, you know, one player really emerge. Like honestly, the best player they've had post Dwight Howard might be uh Vucevic. Like, uh, that, that might be the best player they've had. Uh, you know, they yep. got to the playoffs with him. They even got a win, uh, yeah. with, uh, him at the, at the helm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could, you could make an argument for somebody else if you, if you really wanted to, but, um, I, I believe he was also an all-star with, uh, the Orlando, but that could be wrong on that as well. No, no, uh, he was, he was. But, uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, I just, I think that there's so many things wrong with the Magic that this is just like, you know, they got the number one overall pick, great, and they're going to probably pick in the top three next year yeah. too, and hopefully they can find maybe, uh, I, I'm not sure, like, it, it's also going to depend on, you know, how I think Suggs develops, like, that's really going to speed up or, like, slow down whatever kind yes. of rebuild that they're going through right now, because, you know, he's, he was hurt a lot of last year, 
And like we've seen that he can be like an amazing player. Yeah. And I think last year kind of, you know, maybe, maybe put a salty taste in everybody's mouths, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, when they, when they think of Suggs and how he plays, because I don't think last year really even counts. Yeah. Like I'm not really taking it into account at least uh, because I, I don't think that we got to see the Suggs that we're going to end up getting. Uh, I think he was going through the motions on, again, the leagues are uh, the second worst team in the league by, by record. I believe Houston was the only team that had uh, a worse win percentage or they had the same win yeah. uh, win percentage either way. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they were a horrible, horrible basketball club last year. And, uh, you know, Suggs really, it's, it's hard for young players to develop if the team doesn't get any better. Uh, and he being hurt, like it was, it would have almost been better if they just took, like sat him for the whole year. Yeah. Like just let him rest, play, play, or, or maybe let him play in the G league. Like, I know that's not exactly something you want to have to do it from like the number five pick, but Hey, you, you can't really, you know, beggies can't be choosies as I always say. <laughs> uh, and, uh, that, I, in that case, I really don't think that, you know, uh, Suggs is, uh, is going to get any better there. So when you pair him up with Bancaro, there is a possibility to have a really cool offensive duo in Orlando between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other brings a lot of length, a lot of versatility because they can both shoot the ball pretty well. They're both athletic enough to take it to the rim, finish strong, play make for both uh, each other. They can even yeah, do a yeah. weird kind of mini uh, 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 pick and roll, pick and pop together. So I think it could work. I think it's got the legs. Uh, I also, you know, yeah, the, the Wagner boys, uh, having them around, especially, you know, Franz, uh, after the strong, uh, season he had last year, you know, they're Orlando is moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I think they're going to have to clean up a couple of those role players, uh, that they've still got around and kind of figure out where they want to slot guys in who's there for the long haul and who's not. Cause you know, they've got some expiring contracts like, uh, like Mo Bamba might not even be there coming into next season. Ross. They want to do things and well, Terrence Ross is the longest tenured Orlando Magic, <laughs> still left in the on the team, which is crazy. Uh, like the, uh, the Ibaka you know, trade, it, it right? Seemed, the Ibaka trade. I was, yeah, it seems, it seems like yesterday we we traded for Serge Ibaka to to to. to uh, I mean, we were no. I remember when that happened. Not everybody even wanted to make that trade. No, uh, which is crazy to look back on. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Big Caro at number one. I I personally on my draft board again. I stick by Chet being over uh, Paolo. Yeah, uh, and, and honestly, I would have taken Jabari Smith over Paulo as well. Uh, and uh, you know, I think there's even an argument you could have slid uh, any uh, any of the other kind of top ten prospects over by Ben Ben Bancaro if you really really wanted to. But uh, overall, you know, not the worst pick in the world by the Magic. But uh, you know, I definitely think it was a uh, an interesting decision. But uh, one stat, or it's not really a stat. It's it's more of just a, a nice coincidence, uh, a nice trend. The Orlando Magic, whenever they've picked number one overall, so it's happened, happened three times before. Yeah. Within five seasons, they've made the NBA. Oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. Say, so, uh, wow. the, 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 what is that? Twenty twenty eight. Shaquille O'Neal number one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah twenty twenty eight NBA Finals. By then, the Magic will get there. Magic uh, versus that, the Thunder. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Magic versus Thunder. Yeah. Wow. That would be what a so what fun. a great yeah. Wow. Adam Silver loved that one. Well, I. I mean that's a, the you're you're bringing up the thunder. I mean now now we can talk about our guy Chet, the uh, seven foot wonder, looking disgusting, long windmill arms. Uh, get that guy a cheeseburger <laughs> stat, please. Uh, Oklahoma City barbecue. I don't know. Uh, something, man. Uh, get that guy weighed up because uh, I don't, I don't want to see this guy get uh get get pummeled into the ground all season. But uh, the thin that thin towers, thin towers have been uh tower. established now. You yep. you and uh your your man Poku and uh and him. 
That's uh, right. So I mean, check going number two. I think that's a, I think that was a pretty good pick for uh for the Thunder, and I think that this is like Giddy SGA and uh and and Chet is gonna be insane. That that's like a a crazy top three, and then you also added Jalen Williams and Usman Jang, uh, a, yep. like two more athletic long wings uh that can kind of go both ways. Uh, I, the Thunder are. They're already starting to ramp it up, man. Like uh, I, 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 we said the Magic five years. I mean, the Thunder in five years. It's it could be scary. Yeah, like holy shit. I mean, I think this was a like it was such a no brainer. I, I, I bet you know Presti was thrilled that that Chet fell to him because I, I think uh, you know Chet just has the highest upside probably of any of the the three. Um, yeah. I still yeah. stick by my, uh, you know. Not so, not so uh, unpopular or under the radar kind of prediction that Ivy will be the best player in this draft. But I, I totally get where, where you know the people who are in love with Chet, like where, where where they see him fitting into the way the game is going. Like he, the way he defends the rim, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. way he, he he shot blocks is just awesome. Like the way and and the fact that you can you can you know generally speaking keep him out there and not not just as a shot blocker, but as a you know a, a guy who can knock down three point shots. Like we've it's been I, I don't really know who else has, you know, offered that amount of size and rim protection plus the shooting. Like, you know, you you've got shades of Dirk and other kind of big men who can shoot, but Dirk Dirk was was no no uh you know great defender. He he, he was okay, but uh, you know, not not he's not he never did the things that, that Chet has already shown that he can do. I do I do worry yeah. I, I, I wanna see how Chet keeps up like when he's dragged out on a pick and roll with some of the fastest guards in the league, I like I I can just picture them, you know, dribbling right in between his long fucking stick legs uh, and, and and getting to the rim yeah. <laughs> before he can give even get back there to to contest. So, like, I think he's gonna have to come. He has the biggest challenges to overcome, but I think if he does overcome them, he's he's gonna be as good as anyone uh, in, in in this in, in this draft class. Like, he's 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 really great. And like the to to go to OKC where they're you know. They're happy with, you know, throwing guys out there, letting them do their thing, kind of experimenting. Even this season, I know they're, quote unquote, you know, supposed to be ramping it up and, and you know, trying to get wins here more than they have the past few years. But I still think they're a little ways away. Like, I think he's going to have lots of room and, and time to uh, yeah, develop, yeah. however that's going to happen. And and I just think, you know, playing with Gideon SGA, like a backcourt that really likes to find people um, and, and, and you know, pass the rock and, and get the big guys involved, I think it's... It's the perfect place for him to go. Um, and I like, yeah, it's I'm just literally I just, uh, you know, the, 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 the one thing we just need to find out is what's the frame going to look like and how is it going to hold up and is it going to change? Is it even possible to change it um, or mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, if the frame doesn't change, maybe, you know, that he, he's got a ceiling in, in his current body that's still pretty good. I don't know. Like there's so many so many things, uh, you know, that different ways that this can go um but like he's 195 pounds man that's to be seven foot under 200 like uh i'm also you know i me and him could really battle on the post you you could get in there too we could do like we could we could do a a one-on-one post up uh uh, against each other it'd be good yes yes i know so like that that's just the question like it's it's very i i i know it's kind of the different ways his career can play out and the player he can come, that's kind of complicated and go a lot of different ways. But I think it's also just pretty simple. Uh, you know, he's, his body's either going to 
hold up or his skills are going to make up for the 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 fact that he's always just going to be a little lanky and a little skinny um you know or yeah. or it's going to kind of he's going to be overwhelmed and and not be nearly as impactful as we thought so i'm i'm excited to see what chet does but i, I think he definitely went to the perfect situation um and like he he is he is a guy where you can you can imagine you know the way the game is going uh you can imagine him out there uh on a winning team you know hitting those threes running down the court um and uh you know locking guys down uh you know underneath the basket on the other end like yeah, you yeah. can see him being a really really dangerous player well one of the things that i i i I actually like the most about Chet that is usually something that concerns me about, you know, big guys that are really skinny like that is that he's, he moves really well. He's yeah. like kind of like, like I think he's an underrated athlete in the end of the day, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like he, he, he's got like quicker feet than a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, I, I think this kind of happens with a lot of white athletes, you know, it's the, the, the they always, what do they always say? High motor, yeah. uh, sneaky. Athlete, yeah, yeah. It's always like the to sneaky, say. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but it's like he's not going to jump out of the gym. Let's be honest about no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, when I'm talking about being an athlete, I mean like he can move fluidly. His body contorts well. Like he doesn't look like some of these other guys that come into the league. And again, as you say, they're seven feet one ninety, and they just look disgusting. They look like uh, like uh, they're like Meccano men or something. You know, like they're just uh, all magnetized joints. Like it doesn't yeah. look like yeah. anything's really looks like it's all on cruise control. Um, whereas, yeah. you know, he, even he would, like, he'll, he'll go to the rim, finish strong and he'll take a bump, go to the ground and he gets right back up. Some of these other yeah. guys, you know, they go to the ground and it's like, Oh my God, get the whole, get the whole bench out there to help this guy get up before the fast break starts because he, uh, you know, just can't get himself up. Chet doesn't have that problem. Like he'll, I think he's going to continue to get better. And, you know, if he does, like I don't, I, his if his frame can hold on and put on some more muscle, you know, as he gets older, uh, which again we we we've seen with lots of guys, if he can put on some poundage and you know get stronger, like uh, you know they they kind of uh, on the draft night, uh, you know, dumbass big perk, uh, pardon me for calling you that <laughs> perk, but you, I really didn't enjoy, I really didn't enjoy well, your his comparisons were perfect on the, uh, on, on the desk. Uh, well, the, yeah, the, he get Jay Bylas out of there. Get Jay Bilas out of there. Yeah, he said a baby yeah. Giannis. I'm Malika, like, really? Malika, you were amazing. You were amazing, oh, girl. You were amazing, Malika's, girl. Wow, yep. she 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 did incredible. But yeah, no, J, J, I agree when with you. Those guys. Hello, man. That was painful. She <laughs> she deserved a raise for that one. Perk I, and Bilas didn't know what the hell were they were doing. Oh my god, <laughs> that's something for another day, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, he said his baby baby Giannis. I'm like Kendrick. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I mean, I I guess I get it if you he's picturing him dribbling up big. the middle of the court that he's big and long but he's, he's not gonna jam on anybody's head i don't think um but like yeah he can like, dunk but he's, yeah. not, he's not gonna slam on someone like Giannis. no no like but, i think the like, best i think the more most accurate comparison would be porzingis yes for sure for sure you know if, and porzingis like people forget like i porzingis was when he was young and athletic for his new york days like he he was a good rim protector too he'd go in there and gab like five blocks in a game mm-hmm. like oh, that's yeah. That's and and a string bean. Yes, yes, and that's exactly that's. I think that's the best comp uh, you can possibly give him. Like uh, Chet becoming uh, a a a prime young Porzingis that everyone thought was you know mm-hmm. going to be one of the best players in the league. But you know, hopefully for Chet, he can stay healthy and and you know, uh, yeah, fill out his body. All the things we're saying. Like look at a guy yeah. like like last year, a guy who made an immediate impact was drafted. Like Evan Mobley, another seven footer. Looks a little skinny out there. Also moves really well. Um, but, you know, at the end of the season, he's around 215. So if Chet can just get there, yeah. like get up get upwards of 200, 
by 10, 15, 20 pounds. That's all you got to do. I just, yeah. I just don't want him to be, you know, I, 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 I can just so easily picture him being completely back down into the basket um, by yeah. any, yeah. any number of beefy centers uh, that the league has. Um, and you know, your, your shot blocking instincts and your long arms don't really matter if you're right underneath the hoop. Uh, cause you can't, you can't, <laughs> you yeah. can't jump yeah. up and knock it out of the cylinder. So yeah, he's just got a, and I'm sure he knows this is a, you know, the, the, probably the most obvious criticism he's going to get. He's just got to, you know, fill out his body a little bit. Um, and, uh, but the, the skills are really, really exciting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, but yeah, chat, we're, we're looking forward to seeing him, SGA, Giddy, and uh, his uh, Thin Tower teammate, Poku, uh, get things together. Yep. Lou Dort still sticking around for now, at least it looks like. Uh, and then, yeah, Usman Jang and Jalen Williams, uh, the Thunder, are they're starting to build for the future. Trey they're Mann. looking nice. They're looking nice. They're, they're going to, yep, Trey Mann. They're uh, uh, Aaron Wiggins. Uh, I, I don't know if there's, I don't, don't think there's relation there. Um, but, uh, they, 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 I, I think that the Thunder, you know, they're, they're going to be a lot more exciting to watch this year. They, they're still probably are going to suck record wise, but they're going to yeah. be fun to watch. There's going to, they're yeah. going to have some cool highlights. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to, to wrap up the top three, you know, the, the, the guy that we, again, most people thought was going to be going, uh, number one, uh, Jabari Smith going to, uh, the Rockets, you know, Jordan, you kind of already gave you a little bit of, uh, insight on, uh, you know, you, how you feel their fit is there. Um, but yeah, Smith, I think. You were kind of making, you were talking about the, you know, him and Jalen Green, how that's going to all work out. I think yeah. it's pretty nice because Jalen Green, like when I first, the, when the pick first happened, I went, oh, well, shit, well, who's going to be taking the shots? He's going to be commanding, you know, the offense. I think, and for some reason, I don't know why, and I'll kind of give this comp in a minute, uh, and maybe it'll make sense to somebody else. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's good because I don't think Smith is going to be demanding the shot. He's too much of a two way guy. Yeah. Uh, I think you know he's going to get a lot of shooting opportunities. I think he's going to get a lot of time to to work on that. Uh, I I think he's probably going to struggle offensively to begin because he's going to have a lot of defensive uh, assignments as well on top yeah. of you know the offensive pressures, and that's going to be a lot for him to deal with. Whereas Jalen Green's just out there to get buckets. Like he's going to be going out there to score, do his own thing. Hopefully. He understands he does need to give Jabari the ball yeah, yeah. Uh, at times. Uh, that's my only concern in this whole grand scheme of things. Like I think Jabari is going to have no problems moving the rock to Jalen, but I think vice versa's this could be uh, yeah. a, a bit of an issue because uh, you know J- Jalen doesn't really like to pass, and we saw that last year. Like he can get buckets at will when he shoots thirty-seven uh, percent, but uh, you know it's it, it's not going to be winning basketball. So hopefully him and Jabari mesh well. They can get some good pick and roll action, pick and pop, whatever it is. Uh, there's a lot of two-man games that you could run with the two of those guys, like very electric players. But for some reason, I don't know why, in my mind, I always think, like, because he's so composed, he's so quiet, and I I think he's a really smart player. Like, I think people kind of don't give him enough credit for his basketball IQ, like, and and, and again, totally different players. But for some reason, the way he kind of carries himself, he reminds me, Jabari reminds me a little bit of, like, a Tim Duncan. I don't know what it is about him, but he has kind of, like, a cool, calm, collected swagger. He seems like a good leader. Uh, and yep. when he's on the court, he balls out like he's a hard worker. Uh, like I, I, I expect big things from Jabari. And I think landing in Houston where they've already got a couple other young guys like Sangoon Green, who we've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, Kevin Porter Jr. Yep. Uh, they're, they're going to be, you know, they're, they're building in the right direction. And I think that, uh, you know, they, they can make some moves as well. Maybe in the off season, they could even. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to be moving a guy like Eric Gordon. Yeah, you know, yeah. They might only get a, a, fir- a future first for him. 
Uh, but even then, I mean, that's still something, you know, to keep going towards, uh, you know, making your way back to the playoffs uh, post James Harden. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very big on this pick. I think that, you know, this was that no brainer. Once like the, I think the Rockets at the end of the day knew they were just going to end up taking whoever was left yeah, over yeah. of those top three. Yeah, no, for sure. And Ty Ty Washington fell to them too. Uh, they they got to pick up him, which is as well. He he really fell. yeah he was he plummeted. Uh, he was kind of monitoring that situation, but you know they they've got uh, unlike Orlando. I I'm excited about uh, a lot of what you know Houston's got going on. Like I think um, you know. Jalen Green's obviously the face of it, but like Shangun is is cool. Shangun is another guy like Chet. Like if you want to see kind of where the game is going, like um, he's Shangun's got yeah. like this awesome you know, footwork and low post game, and you know he's got you know we'll, we'll see how down the line in his career if he can stay on the floor, you know, with with the kind of defensive limitations he's got. But he he holds up and he's he's like uh, uh, fits in very very nicely with their kind of young core. He's only nineteen years old. Um, and like, I like that as just, you know, for now as a front court, like Shangun and Jabari Smith next to him, uh, like so much versatility and skill. Um, you know, the, the floor yeah. is, you know, no one's going to be clogging up the lane, you know, when, uh, you know, Jalen Green tries to get in there and, and get to the basket. And like, I, I like those two together. And yeah, like I was saying, like Bankero in this mix would have been good too, but you know, Jabari Smith is just such a nice piece to have as an off-ball shooter like a spot-up guy he was one of the best shooters in 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 you know college last year maybe the best shooter in this draft class and at 610 like that's that's just so much of what you need uh in the nba today so like and they've got jason jason tate there kind of came on in a few games last season um uh, you know not not as young as the other guys but like they've got they've got some yeah. they've, they've got some stuff going on in houston um and i i think it's another team that's not going to make any sort of noise next, like this coming year. Like they're going to be uh, just kind of okay again, and and uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure hope yeah. for another top pick. But like Green and Green and Smith together uh, as a duo going forward, I, I really like that. I really like when you know you've got a small guy and a and a big guy who theoretically work well together, and then you just you know as long as they mm-hmm. both hit, you just filter in the pieces, um, you know, around that. I still think like. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is the answer for Houston as like the point guard of the future. Uh, you know, they they've got John Wall obviously still on the roster that they'll they'll move uh, eventually. Like at some point, they'll they'll mm-hmm. put him in a package. But I think that's that's the next thing in terms of you know the team building and and even what they target in the draft next year is a point guard who can you know make sure Jalen Green isn't doing crazy shit all the time, uh, you know, letting him yeah, pick his spots, yeah. and making sure, like you were saying, Jabari actually gets his touches uh, and, and gets, his, gets his shots yeah. Uh, because, yeah, he's not going to... They should let Wall play, man. I'm petitioning. Why not? I want Wall to play all year. Rookie, he needs to be the vet for these rooks. Uh, why not? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm also looking at... Uh, the, I'm looking at the Houston roster. There's someone named Trevelyn Queen, uh, and I thought that 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 said traveling queen, which is a a, a really cool uh, a, a name to have. Traveling queen, I love it. Um, you are the traveling. Traveling. I'm 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 sorry for making fun of your name, but uh, and they got Schroeder too. Uh, yeah, maybe he can be the you know nice solid point guard of the future. Uh, uh, probably. I forgot not. that they got that I know. guy. He's like he was actually playing pretty good at the end. Yeah, of Yeah, I week. mean, my God, if you if you just want a point guard to go in and score, um, you know, maybe he should go back to OKC though. That's that's really where he had his his. His, uh, you know, True. his most standout campaign. But yeah, like I, I, I like Chris Paul effect. I, I, I like this, uh, this collection of players Houston's got going. There, I have no expectations for them next year, obviously. But, uh, 
you know, I I I think it's really going to depend. I think Jabari Smith's going to be fine. I don't know about like his top top tier upside. Like I think if he really really mm-hmm. you know puts in the effort and really tries to make himself an elite elite defender, I think that's maybe where you'll get the most value out of him and where he'll he'll be the most yeah, you know, he'll be, he'll yeah, be the best I guy. Like I I don't see him as being like a number one option offensively. Uh, but you know, if he can be, uh, you know, an incredible defender, uh, along with the shooting, uh, and you know, his, his offensive game generally will, will come along as he, he gets a little bit older. I can see, you know, uh, ceiling him being like a second or third fiddle on, on a championship team. So, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. the, the pieces are in place. Uh, there, there's just, you know, there's still a ways away for Houston, but they're, they're going in the right direction. They've, they've still got picks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, I'm excited to see or interested to see I guess uh, you know who who they offload and when yeah you you mentioned Gordon uh, you know they obviously they they've already unloaded Wood but uh, yeah between yeah. between Gordon and Wall and who's the other guy they oh and and Schroeder like we were saying like the those guys eventually will will go out so we'll we'll see what they can get for 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 those three and then you know keep building moving forward but I I, I like the pick I think if I'm Houston I'm I'm happy that Smith was the one that that fell to me yeah yeah for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, the, those were the top three picks of the draft, Jordan. Uh, but you know, there was definitely some other picks down the line, uh, of this draft that, uh, you know, probably stuck out to both of us. Who's the first one that you'd like to talk about? Uh, and, uh, you know, it can be any other pick. Uh, and if you're not going to go there, I'll probably go there after. So, uh, who, who, who's, who's <laughs> the first pick that you think is, you know, uh, a great look for, uh, for their, the, the new team. I really... I hadn't seen much of his tape, but after it was picked, I, I dug more into it a little bit. But Ben Matherin, uh, number six to the Pacers, mm. I think he's he's awesome. Like he he's from Montreal. Uh, shout out, you know, Canadian uh, Canadian guy. He, <laughs> a lot of Canadians, yeah, holy shit. a lot of Canadians drafted like f- like five or six yep. or something. Pretty and back to back right after Matherin, uh, Shaden Sharp uh, to, yeah. to 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 Portland, but um, like he's a great shooter, Ben Matherin. Like he he was a great uh, you know. Uh, Three-point shooter standstill, really great in transition. Uh, not, you know, the greatest defender ever, but he's you know, 6'6 um, and projects to be someone who you can turn into a, a really solid defender um, and does some kind of off-ball uh, facilitating stuff. Like, he was great at Arizona. You know, he led them to a number one seed last year. Like, he was... Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just really, really like his fit uh, on Indiana. Next to Duarte for now, you know, whether he plays you know, shooting guard or small forward. I think eventually Matherin will have to play the shooting guard. Uh, I just don't think he quite has the size to keep up with most of, of, of the small forwards in the league. So, um, you know, he's, he's just got to be that secondary guard and he, he's got the shooting skills to do it. Um, and I just, I, he's super athletic too. Like he, uh, do you see that one dunk he, he had last year when he re- went around the back and then right hand tomahawk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got an, an, an awesome tape. And I think, kind of low key he's he's got star potential like he's got like potential like someone like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you know someone like uh paul george or something who kind of fell in the draft people thought you know he'd be pretty yeah. good but you know I, I think if he puts everything together he can be one of the best uh you know uh swing men in the league if he can, if his shooting translate his release is a little bit slow so i i hope uh that doesn't affect him too much and if it does he can you know adjust it uh, it, it's, it's a good looking stroke, but it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's not Steph Curry speed. We'll put it that way. Um, it's, it's a sure, long way yeah, to go, but, yeah. um, 
But uh, I, I really like it. I like the fit. Uh, and, you know, another team in Indiana, like we'll, we'll see what they do with their, you know, their their older guys in, in Turner and, and Brogdon, who they've been shopping now, it sounds like for a while. But like Halliburton and, and Matherin together, I, I fucking love that duo. I, I, I absolutely love yeah. it going forward. Um, and, you know, it where Duarte can fit in there, we'll see, because I really like him, too. Um, for now, I think it'll work. I don't know sort of positionally down the line if you can necessarily keep those three together, but maybe eventually, you know, Duarte is like your your high-powered kind of six-man that you bring off the bench. Uh, you know, there's a lot yeah, of different options, yeah. but I, I really, really like Matherin. I, I think he's he's got a chance uh, to, to be really good. And Duarte and uh, Matherin will have that connection. Yeah, and more Canadian guys. I love it. And, uh, you know, shoot the shit about uh, the Great White North. But, yeah, the... Uh, no, I, I think that kind of that, that fire and ice combination of Matherin and uh, Halliburton is going to be nice. You know, comp, they kind of complement each other. Everything that one lacks at, the other stronger at, and they can kind of balance each yeah. other out that way. Uh, yeah. I, I also think it's a lot better because, you know, I don't know if Halliburton, like, he, he's a smart defender, but he obviously he's not, like, the craziest athlete. Uh, like, I don't know if he'll ever be, like, a, a complete perimeter lockdown guy. Like, obviously his length and height helps out with all that. So if you can just yeah. focus on the offensive end and then all the harder defensive assignments along the perimeter can get thrown over to uh, to Matherin, I think that's that's kind of exactly what you need when you're in Indiana. Um, obviously, we're not yeah. exactly sure what the the future roster or like heading into the season of uh, uh, of the Pacers is going to end up looking like. You know, with Miles Turner apparently like, actively being shipped out uh, at some point, like uh, we would see uh, Bedaze get a lot more burn yeah. next year. Uh, you know, we haven't seen too too much of him. Uh, a little bit more last year than than before. Um, but yeah, that's a, the, the, the Pacers team is definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, but yeah, the next year I think is going to be, there's going to be a lot of growing pains for those guys. Cause it's, it's, it looking kind of like they're ready to blow. Like they're pretty much blown up at this point. Like they're just, uh, waiting to press the, the last trigger for the last fuse to, to kind of blow everything into to smithereens and forget that this, uh, this roster being completed ever even really happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, it's uh it's 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 interesting to look into the future. Um, but Jordan, I'm I'm gonna give you another uh team that uh, I think you know swung and they they hit a home run right away uh, in this draft. But the Detroit Pistons landing, Jaden Ivey, your boy. I thought that you for sure this was where you. Well, were I, go I I knew I, we'd I, talk I, I about it. I set you up no, for I it, know, man. I know. I thought, I, but he like I get I I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm huge on him as well. Like he's like my top three, probably if not top two, yeah. uh, for prospects. Like, I think he's so NBA ready, freak athlete, great playmaker, good scorer at all levels. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see what he's gonna do. And I think you pairing him with Cade Cunningham is sick. Yeah, I think that's disgusting. I think that they're gonna torture teams for the next five seasons. Yeah. I think that the Detroit Pistons are gonna make the playoffs within two years. Whoa. I think it's that good. I think this backcourt is that good. I think they're going to be competitive. Uh, I I think with this move now, this really sets them up. Like I think that this isn't if they don't pull the trigger to get DeAndre Ayton now. Uh, I mean, like if, if you roll out his rookie year, you get to do the big three of Cade, DeAndre Ayton, and Jaden Ivey. Yeah, that like they they could pro- they could possibly like they'll I think they'd make the play in tournament. Just the three of them. They obviously have a lot of issues in depth. Like this, they got a lot kind of old heads over there. Uh, they've got some other young guys that are kind of tweeners still right now. Yeah. You got crazy ass uh, Isaiah still uh, still rocking in the back there. He's yeah. hunting for LeBron. He can't wait. To, he can't. He can't wait to play him again. Uh, uh, but I, I, 
I, I'm really, really, really liking the direction the Pistons are building towards. Like an Ivy and Cunningham backcourt seems like it's going to be one of the best, most like high flying electric duos that we've seen in the league in a long time. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent bought into the Detroit basketball <laughs> that they're, uh, they're, they're trying to push to us now. Yeah, yeah, Matt, I, I, I want to share you your enthusiasm. I, I do to an extent. I just, I need to see the backcourt work before I can. I, no, seriously, like man. drink the Kool Aid. Drink the Kool Aid, man. It's cool. Come join. I us. just need Jaden Ivy to, to, to be a good shooter because I don't want to take the ball out of Cade Cunningham's hands. Like I want him making the decisions, and I just need to be sure Jaden Ivy can be enough. You know, be successful enough as an off-ball guy uh, that it's it, it can mm-hmm. work. Because when I pictured Jaden Ivy, uh, you know, coming into the league, I I thought he could you know, for the most part, be a lead ball handler on a team um, and, you know, use his speed to get downhill, um, you know, play point guard, basically. Um, so, you know, teaming up with Cade, I think that's the best type of point guard to put him with. I just don't know if it's 100% ideal uh, to have, you know, those two prototypes, that those types of players in the backcourt together. I could be wrong. I think they have, you know... It, to, to me, it's kind of like flip of a coin. I think it's just as likely that they figure it out uh, and it works really well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the one weakness Jaden Ivey kind of had was was shooting. Like, I wasn't completely sold. I think he he's going to be a great shooter. I don't think it's a problem, but I think there's a chance that maybe that's the one skill that doesn't, you know, pan out for him, you know, especially early on. Everything else, I'm, I'm not worried about. I think he's going to be a great defender. Obviously, as you said, NBA-ready body, explosiveness, all of that, that's there. Um but like to to play next to Cade, like I, I I just think he he's got to knock down shots, um, and that's that's just it's as simple as that. I think he can be successful in in other ways, uh, you know, as a cutter um, and you know a, a, a screener, kind of a jitterbug running all around the place. Um, and I think it's good for Cade too, because because Cade has shown some shooting prowess. So you give the ball to Ivy every now and then, and yeah, yeah. and then he can run off ball. So. I, I'm not saying it won't work, and I am excited about it. I'm just a little, I'm a little weary that maybe it won't, and you'll you'll have to come to a decision down the line that oh shit, we we can't have Cade and Ivy together on the same team. Like they they each need their own offenses to run, um, and if that you know if, if that happens, then you know uh, then you eventually do maybe have to blow it up and, and and trade it, and who knows. So I can see it going those two ways, but I hope they figure it out. And I I like I said, I I, I give them you know, all, all the chance in the world to do that. And I, I, I really hope they do um, because yeah, like that backcourt with, and you, you've still got guys like Sadiq Bay. I don't know what, uh, you know, how many minutes Killian Hayes is going to get now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I think he's, I think they're done. Yeah. I think they've, they've, they've tried it and it's, and it's done, but you know, uh, and I'll let you talk about your, your other guy who you, you really are really high on another guy. They, they, they picked up in this draft, but um, you know, they, they've got, like, you know, with, with Isaiah Stewart, I, I don't know about Isaiah Stewart. I don't know how good he's going to be. Uh, you know, that's fine. We'll, 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 we'll see how that all plays out. But I'm excited, too. It's kind of, you know, people mention it every once in a while. And I know, um, you know, it's it's not he, – he, he hasn't shown much to, to give people any hope that he's going to be a star. But Marvin Bagley kind of in this system – I don't know. I think I think he's 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 going to be really good still. Like I think he's going to be maybe maybe not the, the the ceiling that he was supposed to have when he was drafted by the Kings, but yeah. like he he can shoot the ball and he's got size and you know he 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 sh- showed a little bit last season like the just the 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 three point range and 
the the versatile kind of you know he's got a bit of a mid range game. He can maybe be turned into a, a an okay defender uh, down the line. Like I I just really like his body, and I think getting away from you know Sacramento being you know uh, this coming year now a few years removed from that whole situation. He's gonna have he's gonna have a role in that front court. They don't really have anybody else in that front court that's gonna really you know demand the ball or or, or you know be be getting a, bu- a bunch of the shots. Like he's he's gonna be the 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 one that Cade Cunningham and, and Jaden Ivey is passing to a lot of the time. And I I don't know I, I think he fits the timeline still really nicely. I know I know people you know it seems kind of like he's been around for a while. He's still only twenty three. Um, and if they can somehow keeping all those young guys I mentioned together or maybe you know Stewart goes out who knows uh, how how they'd work the trade for Aiton but if you throw Aiton into that mix yeah. I think that's that's great with that backcourt Bagley you've got Sadiq Bay and you've got Aiton that's that's really really nice and I, I agree with you yeah. that's oh, yeah. that's a yeah. uh, maybe you know that's one of my favorite young cores uh, going forward if if you add him yeah. and I think it'd be great and then yeah your your guy Duran falls to him uh or falls yeah. to them like I I, I don't know and how weird Knicks the Knicks just decide to move all the, the, the first round pick what for like hell? four random picks. I know. Like super weird, super weird, but that's the Knicks. I mean, James Dolan's adult. So, I mean, that's uh yep. shouldn't shock anybody. I know the uh, Knicks fans everywhere were like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like we, t- we were bad all year and now we're just going to be worse yep. and our contract situations suck. Uh, yeah. The, I, I don't know me being a Knicks Kyrie, fan. Never have, never will. God, yeah, that that'll fix everything. Yeah, he's so. a, he's a he. Everywhere he goes, everything goes so so well <laughs> uh, when he's the man. Uh, our RJ's RJ's development won't take a hit at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and then yeah, Jalen Duran being there is just like the 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 icing on the cake. Uh, I mean, even if uh, they don't get DeAndre Aiden, he'll be a good guy to build around. Can help them, uh, you know, add some more d- defensive uh, interior defense rather. Yes. Uh, to the team, and you know, he'll be he'll be a good lob threat for for them, and I think it'll he'll be a good big body for screening as well. Uh, but you know, if if you can get DeAndre Aiden and then have him just kind of serve as a, a good defensive backup, since you. You know that's not exactly Aiton's game. Uh, I think that's probably the, the the best rate, best route to go there. Yeah. Um. But one one other, uh, you know, we're talking about big men. Uh, one other guy pick I want to talk about quickly. Uh, uh Kessler Walker Kessler, yep. I believe is his name. Uh, to Minnesota. That's a a great pickup for them. Uh, they got him, I believe, uh, twenty second this year. Uh, something around there was a yep. was a, a low twenties pick. Uh, and yeah, the the uh the Kessler. One of the best interior defenders, one of the best shot blockers in this draft, if not the best yep. uh, interior defender. Guy's got a crazy wingspan. Yep. Uh, like, like I think he's ready to go in the NBA now. Uh, he's actually got a pretty nice uh, shooting mechanic, good stroke uh, from the midi, could pull up on the elbow. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a real player, and I think you know with uh, you know we've like his his role is going to be to play defense, and we haven't seen any kind of resemblance of Carl Anthony Towns trying to really get better on defense. Like, sure, he gets a couple blocks, but if you watch him, he's not a defensive guy. And no one's asking him to when you are one of the best offensive big men in the league. That's fine. You can kind of, you know, you can slack a little bit more on the defensive end, but that's the problem. They haven't had a reliable backup big to kind of take some of that pressure off of Cat. Yeah. And I think, you know, you slide Walker Kessler in there. He can come in there. He can give you valuable minutes when Cat's off. He can kind of get you back into games or at least hold on to leads, which is something that they've really struggled with. Yeah. You know, letting guys go right through the interior. We saw it all the time with Memphis uh, in the playoff. You know, they were able to come back just by pounding into the paint, pounding into the paint. And, you know, they didn't have anyone to stop it. If you have a guy like Walker Kessler in there, 
in a couple of years, nobody's going to be good going right walking into the paint and doing whatever they want to you guys. He'll be, I think he, this is a really, really, really good pickup for them. And I think it's going to pay off big time down the line. Yeah, no big time. Like they, they just need defense at all costs. Um, and yeah, like to, to, to get a young guy with, with that length, like, and, and he's actually got, you know, he, he's the, the worry about him being too skinny or anything like that. That's, that's not there. You know, you look, look at a guy like, no. like Chet or something like that. That That's not an issue for, for, for Kessler. He's got a good frame. He, he's um, ready to and, go. He, yeah. He's ready to go right now. Yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, I think it's actually, you know, the, the, the absolute perfect pickup for, uh, for Minnesota. Just, yeah. A, a defensive guy with length. Um, because uh, as you said, the cat's never really going to be, uh, quite there on the, the, the defensive end as a center. Um, and you know, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can turn into You know, he's, he rebounds pretty well too. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, love the pickup and right before him and an, another guy, uh, back-to-back white dudes, uh, uh, Christian Brown, <laughs> uh, uh, going to, uh, uh, to, to, Bit of a reach. to, to Denver, <laughs> um, He's out of a reach. I I really liked watching him at Kansas. I thought he was great. I, I really liked the whole Kansas team uh, this, this 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 past year. But like to to see him kind of, he kind of had to man up in a lot of those uh, you know games down the stretch uh, in, oh, yeah. in the yeah. uh, NCAA tournament. And he he's a a, a big time shot maker. Uh, I, I I don't know you know he's not going to be a star in the league by any chance, and he could be out of the league in a couple years for sure. But I can see him being kind of a solid uh, 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 you know a, a solid role player either off the bench or or in an, in a rotation somewhere and i like mm-hmm. any guy like that who's got size who can shoot it and you know who who you know has shown he can be versatile kind of as as a three-way scorer um i i like pairing him with someone like jokic like i think jokic is going to bring the most out of this kid um and i think uh, and he's a dog i'll, I'll give him that yeah. he's, he's a grinder like he'll he fights along the boards like really good rebounder uh you know he he dies for loose balls he fights like i i think he'll i think he could make his way into the league he's just got to make sure his jump shot holds up yeah yeah no he was a great three-point shooter in, in in college and a really you know underrated defensive guy too like he was a rim protector yeah, for kansas yeah. like he was uh, so yeah, I, I just like his all around game. Um, and I think, you know, uh, any, any guy like that, if, if you get to go to, uh, you know, Denver and play with Jokic, um, you know, that's, that's probably best case scenario for you. And speaking of Jokic, uh, the, you know, to the, to the heat, Nikola Jovic, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to be confused yeah, for a few I had, years. I had this one written down too. Yeah. <laughs> one I of had the, this one written down. One of the few, uh, kind of standout international guys in, in this draft, but, uh, He's uh, I, I, I like his game, too. I think he's great. I haven't seen that much tape on him, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he's got, uh, you know, he could be kind of typical international guy can pass it a little bit. And, you know, he's got skill, but he's got the size as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if he uh, benefits from that heat culture down there in Miami. See, that's the thing. The only like I think he's a great player, and I think he kind of fell in the draft a little bit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you know the, the the Heat got a good guy there that they can kind of have come off the bench and kind of score at any level for them. Yeah. Because uh, you know right now that was kind of Tyler Hero, but we're not really sure what's going to happen with him down the line with what he wants or how he values himself, how much the Heat value him. Duncan Robinson's already getting paid, and we've seen he pretty much is a zero right now. Yeah. Uh, so you know you get a guy like Jovic. You get like a you know an athletic a semi-athletic guy, uh, but you know can score the ball well. But the the problem is you know he's not as I said he's only semi-athletic. Like I don't yeah, know no, how well he's, he's going to fit into the Heat culture yeah. of like all defense, all like high. They've got body guys, fat up tempo. They've got body fat rules you got to keep up with. So Nikola, it's it's going to be tough for you, my man. See, I I 
I think I think he'll make it. Like he's not super doughy, but no. like he's definitely not like he's not gonna be out there bench pressing. Like he's not gonna be like walking around with his shirt off. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's 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 just he's there to hoop, he's there to get his buckets and everything, and that's all good and well. But I think he's gonna have to really learn and buy in defensively if he wants to kind of extend his tenure there at the Heat. Uh, but I mean, all signs point to him being a good worker and everything. So, uh, you know, we, we, we will, we'll kind of touch on that as we get there. And we've seen, you know, uh, like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, like they're not defensive players, but we've seen them kind of step up on defense since being with the heat. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if the same can kind of be said for Jovic as we go down the line. But I think that that could be a, a really good pickup for them. Cause again, we've seen them struggle offensively. Uh, they needed another Another guy to get them buckets. They've got enough defenders. They need a guy to get the buckets. So I think Jovic, yeah. we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure how much. I'm not sure how much burn he's going to get in his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll get some minutes, but I don't know how like how big of a role they're going to allow him to have at this point. Uh, but down the line, I think Jovic could be could be a huge pick for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I, another guy I want to bring up, uh, Dyson Daniels, uh, going to, uh, to to the Pelicans. I forgot that that was supposed to be the Lakers pick. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. That, <laughs> I love I love remembering uh, you know these teams that were so shit and seem to be in this like awful position uh, and unable to improve themselves. Uh, and it's made worse because they can't even you know improve through the draft. So that's uh, I I love that we're not even talking about uh, the, the the Lakers through this draft process. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, but uh, Daniels G League at night guy. Um, I like. He's just he's so it's uh, like it's going to be so awesome fitting him into, uh, you know, uh, New Orleans with the other really young, awesome uh, guys on defense who get after it like Alvarado and Herb Jones. Like Dyson Daniels mm-hmm. is an awesome long defender like, uh, you know, he's he's uh, yeah. And and not even you know just at the college level or whatever like he was playing against, uh, you know, prof- semi pro guys in the G League like and, and he. His defensive mm-hmm. instincts are just great. Like offensively, we'll we'll see how much of a scorer himself he can turn into. He's a really good passer offensively, which is a really interesting combo. Like a guy who defends um, and and can go and, and you know be a playmaker for you. I think that's kind of exactly what uh, the, the the Pelicans should be after at this point. Um, but like the Pelicans are getting to a point where they've got so many young guys, it might turn into a logjam at some point. Like they've got a lot of guys yeah, to parse through. Yeah. Um, but I just really like the way da- uh, you know Daniels fits into that defensive core of young guys because you know when when you're throwing out Zion, uh, Ingram, and, and McCollum, you know you know there's a lot of defense uh, that that still needs to be played out there. So any any young long defenders that they can get their hands on and 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 get some minutes, uh, you know, is perfect. So I think Daniels was the absolute perfect pick for them, and uh, I'm I'm excited. To, you know, he, him and Herb Jones out there at the same time. You know, good luck. Uh, getting anything past those two. Oh yeah, there's the torture chamber right there. Yeah, they've, they've got a good problem to have there in uh, in New Orleans. Uh, my guys, my guys, the Pelicans. Yep. Uh, to to finish up the podcast though, that's our our, our draft recap. Obviously, with the free agency coming up, we'll be uh, previewing. Uh, you know, maybe some of the top destinations for the biggest free agents. Uh, break down some more of the the rumors and trades as we go. Uh, and then and quickly before you go, Matt, that... quickly, uh, the Rap- mm-hmm. Raptors, uh, Coloco, they they stick with their, uh, you know, their game plan. Defensive uh, guy, yep. uh, at least 6'9". He checks every Raptors box. Uh, and so there you go. I'm, I'm excited. 
He's a uh, yeah, and he's from the same hometown as uh, Pascal Siakam. That's right. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a a good fit there. I'm sure they're gonna they bond uh, quickly. And I mean, yeah, you get a seven footer that's mobile. Uh, that that's exactly what the Raptors needed. That's what they wanted. Yep. Uh, yeah. They, they, I think they got a good one there. Uh, and uh, you know the. To, to look into kind of free agency ahead, uh, you know, teams trying to build, uh, you know, and the Raptors, you know, there was a lot of rumors of them maybe moving OG and an OB and the se- uh, to get into the seventh overall pick. Everyone on the Raptors side knew that that shit wasn't happening. So uh, Trailblazers, uh, sorry if you guys actually thought that we were going to. Yeah, I love, uh, I love, I love the reporting uh, the that was like did get Jeremy Grant for literally nothing, <laughs> for nothing, yeah, for yeah. nothing. Uh, a top, uh, so a a twenty twenty five. First overall pick that is top four protected. So and it's Milwaukee's pick. So it's like literally in the craziest case where Giannis leaves or doesn't play for a season, something weird happens. Uh, they wouldn't even get the benefits of it unless it fell out of the top four. Um, right. Essentially, the Pistons gave up a pretty valuable player on a good contract for nothing. Like, and we were yeah. already like, man, the Christian Wood trade value that was really bad. Like, yeah. there was no like they like if if, that, if that, that's all it took, like we, maybe some other team should make some calls. I think every team in the league probably would have made a call for Jeremy Grant if all it takes is a 2025 first. And, the, and during the season, I feel like there were people that were offering like decent trade packages for Jeremy Grant, yep. and they didn't pull it. And then that's the one they go with. Like I understand they're just trying to offloading the contract, which again makes me think that they're trying to go more towards DeAndre Ayton. I, I think so uh, for sure. And like, and it's like sure, I get it. Like, but like you can't get like a first for this year. Yeah, yeah, that. With the Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant whole situations, I'm like, why do you fucking sign these players then in the first place? If you're going to sign them, they're not even going to be part of your timeline. They're just going to, you know, if anything, make you better than you want to be at the stage that you're at. And then you just lose them for nothing. Like, like, it's just such a waste of time. Like, at least, you know, I get signing those guys. um, Also, it sucks for the player. Well, yeah, I know, but it's like I I get if you're going to sign them, uh, let them do their thing, let their trade value skyrocket, and then eventually offload them, in and then you add picks and you know whatever you want, uh, picks and young players, good picks and young players into your freaking you know rebuilding timeline. But like, yeah, losing both of those guys, I'm like, really? That that's all you can get on the market? I, I swear, if you had offered either of them up to a more desperate team at the deadline, uh, you know, you got would have got way way better return for both of them. So. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we we just, you know, I, I think Detroit, as we just mentioned, was kind of a winner uh, on draft night. But, you know, the the, the move for Grant really, uh, I'm, I'm surprised they, they couldn't get anything more than that um, out of him. But uh, for the Portland side, I don't know how to feel, Matt. I don't know. How, what's your take on it? Like, yeah, it's good. Something. They did something. It's, like, I mean, it's. But what else are they going to do? I they better like keep doing more the, shit because if, if that's all they roll yeah. back with. Enjoy the play in uh, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and that's if Dame actually can play to his ability. I mean, when he was playing this year, he looked all horrible. Obviously, he had the 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 abdo- the abdominal issue, or whatever. Yeah. But like, if he's not fully healthy this year, then yeah, they're, they're a write off team. Uh, I really don't know what the fuck like, they need to get a new general manager or something. They're trying to build the same team that they've already lost with. <laughs> like they drafted. Well, Shane Jeremy Sharp. Grant. Jeremy Why? Grant's better than why. Uh, any wings they had really uh, through that whole time sure maybe but like so like so they've got yeah but even then it's like he's not a good defender like no, he, he's I long mean, he's not really that fast like he's gonna get some shots up and stuff but like i mean is it like like he he's he definitely is an upgrade and you compare him to like teams of the past 
Um, but like again, they're not getting they're not they're not getting better in the spots that they need to be better in. Uh, like yeah. I mean, like when they like having Roko was probably better for them. Like to to have him starting, uh, just have like a defensive yeah. player because Nurkic is already slow, uh, and he's not the greatest defender in the world. Uh, Dame we know is not a great defender, and you know he should have his focuses put on to into offense. And then again, the whole problem with the Trailblazers, the reason it never ever find like they, they could never put it all together was CJ McCollum being the shooting guard next yeah. to him, having a yeah. like a six five, uh, like a, just a, a score. And then what do they do? They draft at seven and they get Shaden Sharp. Why? Do you want another long scorer? This is not going to work. Like he's not big enough, and he's definitely not going to be good enough defense to pair next to Dame. Like unless you're trying to prepare to replace Dame, I don't understand what yeah. the idea behind that is. Like I, I, and, and then I would have traded the pick if I with, was them. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I, like I, and I, if you have Jeremy yeah. Grant there, like now, now I just don't even think that they have any direction. Like again, as you said, like I think that this team at this point in the perfect situation like uh, an ideal world whatever maybe like a six seed like I, that's seriously yeah. the best that yeah, i can yeah, see yeah. like I, I couldn't see them cracking anything higher and that's like no. if it, somehow like their bench really clicks like everything goes well uh i i, I it was like i don't think acquiring grant is a bad move but as you said no. like, they've got to make a couple hits they've got to make a couple moves here now to like really build because i yeah, I don't think this team is going to last. Like, I know Nurkic has been on the trading block for a while as well. Yeah, so, he'll be, I mean, he should we'll, be we'll gone. We'll see what they yeah. decide to do there. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I, I'm definitely not big on the move. No, like, I don't know. Like, I, I like Josh Hart still. He's been a, a guy I've liked for a long time, but he's already 27. Like, he, he I, I just, yeah. um, you know, I, I think he can step nicely into the role kind of between between Dame and uh, and Jeremy Grant as as – you know, a, a, a guy who can be a decent defender can shoot it a little bit. I, I don't mind that. But, like, I just, once again, it's just kind of mediocre. And and where is where is Simon's going to fit in exactly? Like, would, would I, I guess maybe you yeah. start him. But the Simons-Dame backcourt just, is, you know, it's, it's just going to get eaten alive uh, on on defense. Like, everyone knows so that. You're just, you're just running it back again, like you said, the same, same type of team building. Two small guards who, who can't really defend and, like, I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I like Jeremy Grant, but it it better be like move move one of three or something. Like I I wouldn't hate Gobert on this Blazers team uh, because he would at least you know I know he's kind of slow and he's not you know he's not the ideal fit because you know come playoff time how much is he going to play? But at least he would guarantee some competency defensively uh, through the regular season, and mm-hmm. maybe that'll you know that can allow Dame to to uh, you know. Uh, kind of rack up the wins and, you know, he can focus on the offensive end while, while Gobert defends the rim, maybe something like that. But even then I would st- still think they would need one other move, uh, a, a kind of front court Gobert insurance, like another, a four you could slide to the five. They just don't have any good fours. Yeah. Like they've got no one, uh, in- unless you, you think that that's what Jeremy Grant can, can do for you. And he, he, he can be kind of a three, four combo. Um, but I, I still think you need, you would need one more front court guy, um, who could you know, play a couple of different positions, could shoot it, and and wouldn't be played off the floor like like Gobert potentially would. So you know, and and that's even if they make the goof move for Gobert, like I don't think that's been something they've been tied to that much. You know, Gobert's kind of uh, you know in rumors all over the g- goddamn league, but like I don't know. There, I just think there's there's still too many moves that they would need to make. Um, and and yeah, draft, drafting uh, Shaden Sharp, like 
by the time he's ready, you know, wh- wh- where the, wh- what stage is Damian Lillard going to be in, in in his career? Yeah. Like, I think this whole thing's kind of a mess. Like, they they don't know when the team's going to be sold, if and when it's going to be sold. But they they they're kind of trying to play between like you know stocking up for the future and still playing, you know, being competitive when Damian Lillard, Lillard is there. And unfortunately, I I think they might be shooting themselves in the foot for either scenario uh, without p- kind of picking a lane. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't I don't know about the direction Portland's going. But if if you are saying we're going to put the best pieces around Dame, yes, Jeremy Grant's a step in the right direction, but it's it's just a, a baby step. You, you've got to do more. Otherwise, it's kind of a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, and if uh, you guys want to take a baby step into bettering your life, follow us. Yeah, at Big Dog Ball self-help. Talk. Uh, keep it. De- yeah, keep downloading all of our episodes, uh, listening. Uh, it's all great. Love, you know, we, we, you guys know uh, the, the the gist of everything. Uh, you know, we, this, we like your support, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Give us a fucking follow <laughs> at Big Dog Ball Talk. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Jordan and I will be back uh, either probably Wednesday or Thursday to preview uh, day one of NBA free agency. Uh, hopefully by then we'll also have some trades to recap. Yes, please. Ooh, Give me some trades. Gobert, yeah, we, we Miles that. Turner, we, we, yeah, we, Aiton, all these centers may be on the move. Every center is uh, getting up. Yeah, I'm, uh, imagine. Oh my god. Kevin Durant. Who knows? It could be. It could be anybody. Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray for John Collins swap. I've uh, been hearing a lot of stuff around yeah, that. Uh, yeah. There's there's some exciting stuff possibly that that could go on. But yeah, give me a trade. Give me a trade. Yeah. So we're gonna be recapping all of that next week. Uh, you know, follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk to uh, you know we will keep you up to date with our schedule as well because uh, throughout the summer. We might be doing emergency podcasts. We might be doing them a day late. We might be doing them uh, whenever we feel like it. And we're going to be having some special one-off episodes as well. We haven't had any Wednesday specials in a while. Yep. So we're uh, we're going to get you guys some of those as well. So, you know, follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk and you get to know the latest and the greatest of, uh, you know, what we're uh, we're getting at here. So uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk and this is Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel and for Big Dog Ball Talk, as my good friend Jordan always says. Don't, don't cry over spilled milk, Matt. I, I spilled some milk yesterday and uh cried. Well I almost cried but I then I remembered that uh you know you shouldn't do that. Um so uh, just, and it was, just don't do was it. it sheep milk? Uh no it was technically coffee creamer. Uh but there's some milk in there, some almond milk. Um you know I get with uh, mm. you know the silk silk almond coffee creamer. Um but oh, yeah. uh yeah don't don't cry over spilled milk, uh just keep it moving. Um you know it's 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 summertime, you know what I mean? And don't spill over silk creamer. Don't. Don't do it.